You're listening to Living Better in San Diego. I'm Vicki Pepper. Earlier this month, Governor Newsom presented his proposed budget, building on the state's ongoing work to confront California's greatest existential threats, bolster our economic growth, and make historic investments in California's future. What does this new budget mean for California schools? Here to discuss is Dr. Susan Heredia, president of the California School Board Association. Thank you for joining me. Thank you for having me. I'm honored. Dr. Heredia, legislation is being sponsored to fund schools based on student enrollment instead of average daily attendance. What's your response to that? Well, you know, we're always uh, appreciative of ways in which to address the issue of average daily attendance, also known as ADA. And I know you're probably referencing Senate Bill 830 by one of our legislatures. So we're moving a little cautiously on this proposed allocation in terms of support. um, I think uh, there are two things that it's important that the public understand is that what we don't know is we don't have many details yet about the proposed legislation in terms of funding. Specifically, what we don't know is, will it really result in additional funding to local school agencies? And, you know, there are a thousand across the state of California, that's district and county offices of education. Or does it mean that we'll get the same amount of money through a new formula and be expected to then divide that money among more students as some districts are growing? And then the second thing is that it's you know, anyone probably always wants to understand is what strings are tied to any new funds generated by any new change. But CSBA, we plan to continue engaging on this issue, and it will be a major focus of our legislative agenda. The California School Board Association was working on a funding initiative in the past couple of years. Is your organization still pursuing full and fair funding? We will always pursue full and fair funding. I've been a board member for 21 years, and I can't remember a time when we weren't pursuing extra funding for the students in in our schools across the state. Our pursuits may not be in the form of legislation or a ballot. We're just not sure at this time what it will look like, but we will continue to pursue funding that will help all of our districts provide optimal education for kids. Your organization and other school groups talk about a funding cliff. Now, legislatures will tell us that there is no funding cliff and that the state has provided record levels of money to schools. How do you respond? Yeah, I'm so glad you asked this question because I think there's a misperception on the part of many people. They've seen a lot of money come into school districts. But what may not be clearly understood at this time is that the money that a large portion of the money that has come to school districts is one-time money. And so you can imagine we get a lot of money. We, we then have to look at as trustees, how do we spend this money to optimize programs for services for kids? And then we know that the money will run out for some districts. It could be a matter of two years, others that could be a little bit longer. So then we're right back to where we were before. And this is particularly disconcerting for districts who are facing um, declining enrollment or the cost of the pandemic proved to be a challenge. I can recall, you know, having to go through this you know, this type of experience before when you get one-time money. But through my experiences before, I never I was faced as a, you know, as a trustee, the challenges that the pandemic then brought forth. So I want the public to understand, yes, we have record amount of money coming into school. Yes, we're doing a, a good job right now. Yes, we're trying to address the needs of students, but also that the needs of students have changed as a result of the pandemic. 
and that this money, the funding then will be, you know, will end in a short period of time for some districts. Again, as I said, probably it could be a little bit longer for other districts. In the past few weeks, we've seen that test scores across the board are down this year. The governor is proposing funds and programs to help address those issues, but you're calling for funds to LCFF. Why? You know, I think one of the things that LCFF provides is that it allows stakeholders to have a larger voice in terms of the needs and how funds should be used. And I think when you talk about stakeholders, that includes not only the parents and teachers, but also community members, business owners. And it's important that we hear their voices because given the 1,000 districts, again, across the state of California, those needs by districts are so diverse. So it's important that the local control funding formula, it ensures equity and it ensures development of local strategies that involve parents, as I said, employees, students, and stakeholder groups. And I think that's probably the more authentic way to kind of hear what people say when you engage people on multiple times through a series of meetings to hear their voices and then to determine the needs of a district and where that funding formula will go for districts. Any last thoughts for us as we start to wrap up? Like everyone else, we know there's a budget out there. What we don't know right now is we don't know how the money will be allocated specifically What we don't want is we don't want the money to go to a lot of different new programs. We would prefer that the money be diverted to the base, you know, new funds as possible into the base programs because then again, it allows county offices and school districts to determine, you know, how best to spend that money based on the needs of their students. I've been speaking with Dr. Susan Heredia, president of the California School Board Association. Thank you so much for chatting with us today. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. The opportunity to speak to you.